Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space here on West Limerick 102. My name is Lorraine Buckley, and I'm joined in studio this morning by John Keeley. Good morning, John. Good morning, Lorraine. How are you this morning? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm taking a nice and easy day this morning. You'll be doing all the talking this morning, and I'll just sit behind this little desk and press a few buttons. Excellent. Lovely to be here now. And joining us as well on the line is Shane Ambrose. Good morning, Shane. Good morning, guys. How are we? (laughs) We're very well, aren't we? (laughs) We're loving it. (laughs) A very special welcome to those listening on radio at home who, for one reason or another, might be ill or housebound today. You're very welcome. We also would like to welcome all those who are listening to us while travelling or maybe listening to us on the internet. A special word of welcome to everybody who logs on to our blog, sacredspace102.blogspot.com. Maybe you're listening to one of our podcasts this morning, which is fantastic. Um, We'd also like to welcome all our listeners who will be listening to the repeat program, which actually this um, time will be going out on Holy Thursday evening, which is a very special Mm -hmm. celebration. You're more than welcome to be here this morning with us or this evening. At the start of each programme, we light a little candle just to remind us that we are joined in this sacred time together, whether we are driving or resting, or maybe even listening in distant places on the internet. So wherever you are, we hope that you can stay with us for the next hour and listen to what the Holy Spirit wishes you to hear. Well, today is a very special day. Uh, Today is Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. So we're going to have a very special interview with Father Noel Kerwin in the second for that. As well as that, we're going to have our usual reflection on the gospel. We'll tell you a little bit about saints, about um, what's coming up on Catholic media. And we have a couple of notices at the end. And as well, we'll be including some of your favourite hymns and sacred music. Comments? Yep. And we are going to try to fit all of that in one hour. <laughs> We're okay. going to try. Okay. We'll endeavour, John. <laughs> Comments about the programme, of course, would be most welcome. Um, we'd love to hear any of your suggestions. You can contact us here at the station during the week at 069-66200. Or you can write to us at West Limerick 102 Radio, Sheehan's Road, Newcastle West, County Limerick. Or you can email John at sacredspace102 at gmail.com. So we'd like to thank everybody who has contacted us and passed on their well wishes. Now, in this part of the programme, as we said, we usually start with a little prayer space, John. Mm-hmm. So and this morning, I suppose, as we enter into Holy Week and into the Passion of Christ, maybe we'd like to remember all of those who are suffering in any way this morning, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually. If we know anybody ourselves who is suffering, maybe we can bring them to mind. It's also a good time, I think, to reflect upon our own lives and to thank God for the many graces that we have received. The greatest grace we have received is the gift of God himself. So we take a few moments in thanksgiving too this morning. And as usual, every Sunday, we invite you to make your own prayers and petitions and prayers of thanksgiving to God. John, would you like to lead us in the spiritual communion prayer, please? And this is the spiritual communion prayer that we pray each morning here on the program. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, John. Well, we're going to take a little piece of music. Um, this piece is a Taizé piece. It's actually Psalm 50 and the Kyrie Eleison. It's a lovely piece of music just to begin our Holy Week celebrations. And we invite you to listen to this. It's from the album called Taizé.
have I sinned? What is evil in your sight I have done? We pray to you. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. Okay, welcome back again to Part 2 of Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. My name is John Keeley. Um, this particular week, it being Passion Sunday, Palm Sunday, uh, we thought we'd get a reflection um, of someone just to lead us in gently into Holy Week, just to maybe allow us to settle in in our own minds um, as to what this Holy Week is all about. So, uh, this morning I invited Father Noel Kerwin to join us from the Pastoral Centre in Newcastle, uh, in Limerick. Excuse me, good morning, Father. Good morning, John. How are you? Good, and thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Delighted to be with you. Um, Passion Sunday, Palm Sunday, I'm not sure which is the correct terminology, but it's a start-off of Holy Week. Could you, could you just maybe lead us in a little bit into Palm Sunday, first of all, or Passion Sunday, please? Okay, uh, maybe the first thing, John, this might sound like a strange place to, to, to start with this, but mm-hmm. uh, during the week on, on Tuesday, I think it was, uh, listening to the news at one, uh, there was a farmer talking about, about lambing. Okay. And he has set up a, a website so people can go on and watch uh, live as the lambs are being born. And the guy was saying to him, like, you know, what's this about? What, what's, what, what's it all about? Mm. And he said, well, he said, our farm, he said, is a sort of an educational farm, he says, we have people who come and stay with us and they get involved in the farm and they learn about farming, he said. Mm. But he said, for a long time there, he said, these couple of weeks, he said, when the, when the lambing is going on, we, we banned all visitors, he says. We, we were too busy, he said. We were up all night, we were tired, we wouldn't be in the best of farm ourselves and we wouldn't be certainly up to looking after people. Mm-hmm. But he said, recently, he said, we've had a lot of inquiries for people and we came up with this idea that people could... Uh, Go on, go live on on the website and and watch the the lambs being born. Okay. And he says again and again, he says we uh, people were coming back and asking could they could could they come and see? And he said the more we thought about it, he said yes, it's that time of year when we're worn out, when we're tired, mm. uh, when we're on edge. Mm. He said, but you know what he says? If you asked any farmer. Uh, who is lambing at this time of the year, mm-hmm. he'd say, it's the best time of year. It's yeah. my favourite time of year, uh, the, the springtime. And for me, that's a, a, an insight, if you like, into what this Holy Week uh, is all about. Yes, we can start with, with Palm Sunday, and, and uh, we, we have this uh, story of, of, of the death of Jesus and this long gospel that it's told in. Uh, but before that, there's that, there's that story of joy at the, at the beginning, the first gospel. Yeah. Um, it's an extraordinary entry into Jerusalem. Uh, he, 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 Jesus comes in as king, but king on a donkey. Mm. Uh, an extraordinary sight for the people to see. Uh, because he's saying, look, the, the leadership that I want to give uh, is not to, to rule over you, but to be one with you. He comes in on the back of the donkey. He's, he's going to be a king who will be at service of them. And even though he comes in in all this adulation and all this song and all this praise, 
he knows he is coming in to the Jerusalem, that, that same Jerusalem that actually killed the prophets. And so you have this, you have this joy and sorrow all wrapped up in one. And, and like, isn't it true that that's all our lives? That joy and sorrow, we move in and out of both and those glorious mysteries of life as well. Uh, and that's the, the, the second thing that, that I want to do. The first thing is that this is a great season of joy. This is the, the, the reason for all of this uh, is that it brings us to the celebration of resurrection. Uh, that, that's the whole, the whole process is to bring us to that moment, but bring us, to bring us into touch with our own lives. Uh, that if we don't make the connection with our lives and with the story that's been told uh, in, in the Gospels of this time, uh, then we, we, we really don't get it. Uh, in, in the Old Testament, uh, they had what they call renewal ceremonies. Yeah. And every so often they'd go out into, into the desert and uh, they'd remember the great events of the past, like, like Passover, uh, that's so connected with this time of the year. And they believed that by once again announcing what God had done, telling the story of what God had done to the people, that whatever blessing they were remembering and celebrating, that they now, by going through it now themselves, mm. they were now being blessed in, in their time. Uh, and that for us, that, that rings very true for the liturgies that we celebrate this time of the year. We bring something of ourselves to, uh, to, to, to mingle with the story from the past. Uh, and in doing that and in participating and doing it wholeheartedly, uh, then we find that, that we are being changed by this too, uh, by, by this process of going through uh, these liturgies. Yeah, and then, you know, as you mentioned, Father, you know, that first gospel, it's full of joy in terms of Jesus coming into Jerusalem as a king. And it changes all of a sudden then. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, This this extraordinary story Mm. that that really... If you like, is the it's almost the overture of this great drama that's about to be foretold, yeah. because it actually that story of the long gospel, as we call it, yeah. uh, is actually the, the whole story of uh, of that the whole Easter Triduum, really. So it it, it draws our minds into this story uh, of Jesus. But even in that story, like it's it's remarkable. It it actually begins by telling us uh, that that this woman comes and anoints him. Uh, with, with with the oil, mm. uh, and, and and Judas sort of steps up and says, "What are you doing? Like this oil uh, could be sold and given to the poor." Uh, and and he says, "But she is anointing my body for my burial." Mm. You know this this, this remarkable um, insight that he is so aware of what's going on. He's he's so aware that he has handed this all over to the Father. Uh, and so he can recognize in the kindness of this woman and the, the generosity of this woman uh, that, that she is actually helping him uh, to prepare for, 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 for what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again and again throughout the story, we see uh, those little marks. You, you, you know, we, we, we hear how uh, the, the, the passerby is called in to help him to, to carry the cross. We mm-hmm. even hear how Pilate uh, is trying to set him free. Pilate doesn't want to condemn him. Mm-hmm. He sees no sin in this man, and yet he's he's been forced to do this. So you have this this great drama being played out uh, between good and evil, uh, this 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 great struggle that goes on in every single life, uh, and that's why Jesus goes through it, uh, because he tells us that by going through this, he does it in such a way that he does it hand and hand with his Father all the time, all the time he comes to the Father. And he asks the Father, he even struggles with the Father, look, let, let, not, not, you, not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he knows he can trust that the Father will bring him through all of this. And are we kind of been told a small little bit in that too, in the t- to sort of trust the Father just as Jesus trusted the Father? Not so easy for us, though, maybe sometimes. Not, not so easy at all, not so easy at all. Uh, sometimes when, when I do the Stations of the Cross in Lourdes with, with young people, mm. uh, when it comes to the, the Jesus dying on the cross, I sometimes invite them to do what we call the free fall. I stand them on a height of maybe three foot or a little higher maybe, and their friends stretch out their hands behind them uh, in two rows, and I ask them to trust their friends and free fall back into their friends. Some can't do it. Some cannot do it. Uh, That level of trust that is needed to just let yourself go, to trust that God can be God. 
mm. you know that's that can be quite difficult for us and and you know that very often as well it's actually in those difficult times maybe when we are closest to discovering that the true presence of god you know the, those times when we find ourselves on the hospital bed uh, and we don't know what the future is for us you know those times when we find ourselves uh, in the middle of a, of a relationship that that's breaking down and we're struggling and we don't want this to be happening and yet it seems to be out of control at this stage you know it's it's very often in those times when we find ourselves we, that we are not in control you know the times when we are not in control that we find ourselves actually dying to ourselves you know, I can do nothing about this. Very often, that's the moment of breakthrough. That's the moment when, when we realize that actually I can't do it myself. There is someone else that I need to help me through this. Mm-hmm. And very often in, in the spiritual life, the one we discover who can help us in those moments when we are at our weakest, when we can do nothing about it ourselves, is the Lord himself, that we trust in the Father. And I suppose the thought always goes through our own minds to, you know, why did Jesus have to go through it? And and and, and the the answer to that uh, is that he 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 stands in solidarity with us. Yeah. Because we have to go through it, he went through it too. Do you know the way sometimes someone would say, "I'd never ask anyone to do something I wouldn't be willing to do myself." Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Lord Himself comes and walks every step of the journey with us. You know, yes, we look to the past and we say what he went through in the past. But he reminded us that whatever happens to any individual now is happening to him as well. Whatever you do to one of the least of these brothers of mine, you do it to me as well. You know, um, um, Henry Nouwen has a beautiful uh, piece where he talks about how our tears and God's tears must be merged to become tears of hope. He goes through it to be our hope. You know, that we will know that we are never alone, that he is always by our side. And I suppose, Eden, you use that word hope there, Father. You know, uh, maybe some of us might be thinking, how can how can someone use that word hope in this situation? And uh, and, uh, and and that's part of the that, that's part of the mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and that's why the, 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 the story of these days is always that 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 movement uh, from hope into sadness. And, and, and coming out through it as well. You know, that sort of nature is, is full of symbols of that. We, we had it in, in last Sunday's Gospel, uh, where, where the wheat grain must, must die so it can yeah. produce uh, the, 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 the fruit. You know, the acorn has to be cracked open uh, so that the, the, the great oak will, 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 will grow. Uh, and there, there, there is one of the things, I suppose, that we can sometimes forget in the midst of, of pain and suffering is that very often in the midst of pain and suffering, we actually discover our true selves. You know, it's very often in the, in the midst of danger that, 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 that someone of, of great courage steps forward. You know, uh, I, as, I, as a hospital chaplain, like I, I, I often met older people or even younger people, like you know, who might be suffering a great deal, and when you'd go to sit with them, they'd say, "Father, do you see that woman over there? She, I'd say, she needs you maybe more than oh. I do." Mm. You know, mm. and and they, they just, it, it's that, like I used the word solidarity earlier on. You know, it's it's, it's that solidarity that gives us the hope, uh, that we are not alone. You mm. know. Uh, and, and, and that's just that, that's just so important in the midst of, in the midst of suffering and pain, and, and when we feel deserted and feel there's, there's no one around us, that 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 we come to realise that that we are actually not alone at all, you know. Yeah, and I suppose June June Holy Week, um, it would be important, of course, to mention um, Holy Thursday. Absolutely, absolutely, um, and and maybe something that that will give us an insight uh, into Holy Thursday. Um, because we can we can sort of jump ahead into seeing Holy Thursday as the institution of the Eucharist, as a priesthood being given to us both in the form of the, the ministerial priesthood and the priesthood of the laity as well, and also the, the, that understanding of who we are as Christians, as in the washing of the feet, as 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 Jesus shown us that we are to be people of service. Like all of that is there in the midst of that ceremony. But I, I came across an older ceremony that um, 
was 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 part of of of, of Holy Thursday as well, and, and it was a, a penitential service, if you like, if you like, um, and you know it went back into the old Roman pontifical, and it was an extraordinary story where. Uh, the penitents were all outside the church and the, and the bishop and his ministers inside. And the penitents were barefoot and they had their candles uh, and they were lying flat out on the ground. They had travelled through Lent uh, and this was the moment when they were going to confess their sins, where they were, go- were going to be set free. And three times the bishop uh, sent out the, um, his deacon. Uh, and there were three different things that were said. The Lord says, do penance for the reign of God is near. Then lift up your heads. Behold, your redemption is at hand. Uh, and then the deacon lights the, the candles of the penitents. And then the third time the, the, the deacon is sent out and he says, stand now in silence and listen to what is said. Uh, and then they hear the words, the accept the time has come. Now is the forgiveness of sins granted and the welcoming of those reborn in grace. For me, John, that, that, that says to me that if we are actually in touch with our sinfulness, you know, then we understand the washing of the feet. Yeah. If we're in touch with our sinfulness, then we understand what is happening on Calvary. Uh, th- then we understand what, what is happening with with, uh, with 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 Jesus' body being being given to us as in 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 the form of bread and wine to be changed into His body and blood. It, you know, it is it, it has become necessary. You ask why Jesus had to go through this. It was necessary for Jesus to do this to free us from our sins. You know, and sometimes we can forget that. You know. So, you know, sometimes people say, oh, people have, have lost their sense of sinfulness. I, I, I'm not totally convinced of that. Uh, and maybe that's what, what the importance of keeping Judas ahead of us as well. Um, you know, the, 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 one of the people that he chose, one of the people that was close to him, let him down. And, and if we look into our own hearts very often, the one who let us down most is ourselves. And the one we need to forgive most is ourselves. You know, and if we can come face to face um, with with that dark side of ourselves, then we, we, we discover a hunger, a hunger for this Paschal feast. We discover a hunger for Eucharist. Uh, we discover a, a hunger uh, for a, a priesthood that, that, that would stand before us with, with, with this gift of forgiveness and offer us this joy in the midst of the pain of, of recognizing our, our sins. You know, it's 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 an extraordinary extraordinary gift that 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 gift of uh, of forgiveness opens up the meaning of the whole thing lovely and father it wouldn't be fair without us allowing you to spend just a few minutes on the resurrection i know we'll be covering next week but just just to leave us with your with, with your reflection just a few minutes there maybe two minutes on the resurrection possibly okay then um <laughs> The resurrection is a, it's a, it, it, it's it's something that is absolutely stra- extraordinary and and obviously left to try and put it into words, mm-hmm. but but that, you know one of the things to to, to understand about the, about resurrection is this it is this transformation, yeah. and not just a transformation of of, of Jesus who, uh, whose body was dead and is now uh, alive again, mm-hmm. but that in what happens in that in in the Father calling him to this new life. Jesus is set free from his body, so he can now live with everyone in every time. That's the, that's the, that's the extraordinary thing uh, that, that, that we see there. You see, that there's always more than the event, if you like. Yeah. Uh, all the time, in, in all the sacraments, in all that we are setting, and, and, and that's what the resurrection gives us. It gives us these, these, pre- these different ways of the Lord, the resurrected Lord, being present with us in all the moments of need in our lives. Um, and, and it is through the power of the resurrection that that becomes possible. Jesus set free from the body so he can be with us now in the midst of our, our struggle, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our joy, in the midst of all that we need to celebrate in, in the gift of birth and, and new life, in, in the gift of love and marriage, like in the gift of service and the priesthood, uh, in the gift of healing to, to, to the sick. You know, in the gift of forgiveness, in the sacrament of reconciliation, all of this is his way of reaching out to be with us now that we might know the joy that Easter brings, because that joy is his presence with us. And that's.
fulfillment of our lives. We, we, we know as people that, that everything we touch somehow turns to dust. You know, mm-hmm. we have so many unfulfilled dreams. We, we've had our hopes shattered so many times. So many things we've set out to do and failed. And yet into the midst of that, there is this longing for something. And we, we struggle to know what it is. Mm-hmm. And we try to find it in all sorts of ways. But St. Augustine said, you know, you know it's, it's only in God that he found his peace. It's only in God that he found rest for his soul. It was only in God that that, that he realized who he was, and and and, and that he becomes, uh, you know, instead of this sinful man, uh, he becomes this holy man present with us because he has been made whole through the mysteries that we are celebrating in this week. Father, no, thank you very much indeed for joining us this morning. Thanks, John. And may I take this opportunity of wishing you all there uh, after this week is complete a very happy Easter. And then to wish all uh, your listeners, John, a happy and, and a holy week and pray that it will be have deep meaning for them in their day-to-day lives. God bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank we'll you, speak John. to you again. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. What a beautiful reflection, John. Mm. Thank you so much for your chat with Father Noel during the week. He's a wonderful man. He's a wonderful person. He is indeed. What struck you most about... Our story, ourselves. Mm. He mentioned that just a few times and I couldn't help but but thinking that I should stay with that maybe for this week of of Holy Week, all the liturgy and all the, the readings that will come from the Old Testament and the New Testament, reflect that back to myself and and see where it takes me. Beautiful. Mm. Shane, do you have any thoughts on what Father Noel shared with us? As, as always, a beautiful, um, beautiful, prayerful reflection on, on, on Holy Week. Mm-hmm. And um, I suppose it's, it's a reminder, you know, the, the Holy Week is the highlight, I suppose, of the liturgical year. And I suppose the, the encouragement to people this year would be to kind of take time to participate Mm. I suppose one of the things that always strikes me each year, I suppose, what Easter ceremonies is, and it makes me laugh sometimes, is people are always kind of wondering, well, how long will the Easter be? Mm. <laughs> you know? mm. And I'm there to myself, it will take as long as it takes. Mm. Because, you know, if, if, if you have a problem giving an extra 10 minutes to God on a Sunday morning, mm. you explain to me how you're going to face eternity. It's kind of things that strike you. But just mm. Holy Week, you know, Holy Week. And I, as well as that, you know, this year, of course, I, I'm actually looking forward to partially as well as the fact we have, it's changed. Mm. This year, because of the new translation of the, of the Missile, we will have different changes to wordings and prayers that maybe we might be too familiar with and maybe that they'll cause us to pause for a moment and kind of pull us out of our usual kind of complacency about how we celebrate uh, Holy Week. Excellent. I suppose, I suppose the one thing, and then I suppose the one thing I'd always say to people is, you know, participate. Mm-hmm. Go along, participate, be, be as a parish community, as a church. The reason we are Christian is because of what we celebrate this week. The reason that we profess our, our faith is because we profess the resurrection. And you cannot have resurrection without Calvary. That is what we commemorate this week. Mm-hmm. The reason, you know, whatever arguments and discussions and disagreements we might have as Christians about liturgy, about rubrics, about the understanding of governance in the church, about the cock-ups our church leaders have made, at the end of the day, what it comes back to is what we celebrate this week. Mm. We celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ as Christians. That is what we celebrate, and it is our reason to be. Excellent, Shane. Thank you very much. Well, your own reflection just on Father Knowles there? Ah, I thought I was getting away with it there. You were not, no way. <laughs> I love being in control. Yeah. Uh, what really struck me was this idea of having a hunger for reconciliation and a yeah. hunger for the Eucharist. And how we can nourish that. And, and, and again, touching on what Shane said about truly participating. Yeah. Yes, turn up, go, but participate. And that's not, you know, maybe not necessarily taking part in the ceremony by yeah. doing a reading or whatever. But be there. Be there. Yeah. Be mm. present to what's going mm. on, what's, mm. what's going on, especially interiorly. You know, mm. take mm. the time out. As Shane said, put away the watch. Mm. It'll take as long as it takes. Yep. And just enter into it. Lovely. Well, it's time for a piece of music again. Um, This is a beautiful instrumental. It's called Jesus, I Believe. It's by Melinda Dumitrescu, 
and it's from the album The Best of Melinda Dumitrescu. So let's have a listen to this. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back again to Sacred Space here in West Limerick 102. My name is Lorraine Buckley. Joining me in studio is John Keeley. And on the line is Shane Ambrose. Good morning again, Shane. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning, John, again. Good morning, John. Uh, Of course, we're in the third part of the programme now this week, listeners. And of course, usually we do our uh, gospel reflection uh, this week, or this part of the show. But this week, I think what we're going to do is rather than reading the Passion or reading the Gospel and giving a reflection on it, we're just going to read it and play some music just to reflect on it. I think after listening to what Father Noel had to say there, I think we're just going to let the Gospel speak for itself this week. Because there's one thing I suppose we'd suggest to people this week, particularly if you can get your hands on the booklets that will be in parishes for all the Easter ceremonies, and just to sit and read actual text of the Gospels this week and to actually read the Passion yourself. We'd encourage people to do it this week. So we're going to start with a gentle piece of music. We're going to read what is the short version of the Passion from the Gospel of Mark, which is the Gospel for the Sunday, and then we'll finish up with another piece of music as well. And I think we said, you know, as a, as a, as a team this week, we said, we'd let the Gospel speak for itself. Beautiful, Shane. Thank you. Well, the piece of music we're going to listen to is called Stay Here, and it's a Taze chant.
Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ from the Gospel according to St. Mark. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people met in council to bring about the death of Jesus. They had him bound and led him away to hand him over to Pilate, the governor. When he found that Jesus had been condemned, Judas, his betrayer, was filled with remorse and took the thirty pieces of silver back to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned, I have betrayed innocent blood. They replied, What is that to us? That is your concern. And flinging down the silver pieces in the sanctuary, Judas made off and went and hanged himself. The chief priest picked up the silver pieces and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury. It is blood money. So they discussed the matter and bought the potter's field with it as a graveyard for foreigners. And this is why the field is called the field of blood today. The words of the prophet Jeremiah were then fulfilled. And they took the 30 silver pieces, the sum at which the precious one was priced by the children of Israel. And they gave them for the potter's field, just as the Lord directed me. Jesus then was brought before the governor, and the governor put to him this question, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, It is you who say it. But when he was accused by the chief priest and the elders, he refused to answer at all. Pilate then said to him, Do you not hear how many charges they have brought against you? But to the governor's complete amazement, he offered no reply to any of the charges. At festival time, it was the governor's practice to release a prisoner for the people, anyone they chose. Now there was at that time a notorious prisoner whose name was Barabbas. So when the crowd gathered, Pilate said to them, Which do you want me to release for you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ. For Pilate knew it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. Now, as he was seated in the chair of judgment, his wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that man. I have been upset all day by a dream I had about him. The chief priests and the elders, however, had persuaded the crowd to demand the release of Barabbas and the execution of Jesus. So when Pilate spoke and asked them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate then said to them, What am I to do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. Christ asked, Why? What harm has he done? But they shouted all the louder, Let him be crucified. Then Pilate seeing that he was making no impression, that in fact a riot was imminent. So he took some water, washed his hands in front of the crowd and said, I am innocent of this man's blood, it is your concern. And the people to a man shouted back, His blood be on us and on our children. He then released Barabbas for them. He ordered Jesus to be first scourged and then handed over to be crucified. The governor's soldiers took Jesus with them into the praetorium and collected the whole cohort around him. Then they stripped him and made him wear a scarlet cloak. And having twisted some thorns into a crown, they put this on his head and placed a reed in his right hand. To make fun of him, they knelt to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head with it. And when they had finished making fun of him, they took off the cloak and dressed him in his own clothes, and led him away to crucify him. On their way out, they came across a man from Cyrene, Simon by name, and enlisted him to carry his cross. When they had reached a place called Golgotha, that is, the place of the skull, they gave him wine to drink mixed with gall, which he tasted but refused to drink. When they had finished crucifying him, they shared out his clothing by casting lots, and then sat down, and stayed there keeping guard over him. Above his head was placed a charge against him. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. At the same time, two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right, one on the left. 
The passers-by jeered at him. They shook their heads and said, So you would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Then save yourself. If you are God's son, come down from the cross. The chief priests with the scribes and the elders mocked him in the same way, saying, He saved others, yet he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now and we will believe in him. He put his trust in God. Now let God rescue him if he wants him. For he did say, I am the son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him taunted him in the same way. From the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, My God, my God, why have you deserted me? When some of those who stood there heard this, they said, This man is calling on Elijah. And one of them quickly ran to get a sponge, which he dipped in vinegar. And putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. The rest of them said, Wait, see if Elijah will come to save him. But Jesus, again crying out in a loud voice, yielded up his spirit. At that, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, the rocks were split. The tombs opened, and the bodies of many holy men rose from the dead. And these, after his resurrection, came out of the tombs, entered the holy city, and appeared to a number of people. Meanwhile, the centurion, together with the others guarding Jesus, had seen the earthquake and all that was taking place. And they were terrified and said, In truth, This was a son of God. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back again to Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. Uh, Welcome back for our final section of the programme, which has been pretty jam-packed this morning, John, hasn't it? It sure has. So joining me in studio again is um, John Keeley, and on the line we have Shane. Shane, do you have any notices this week? Uh, Just, I suppose, um, a couple of things. Um, First of all, of course, uh, during the week, we w- obviously this year Limerick doesn't have a bishop. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, we won't be having a diocesan chrism mass. Our oils, our oils for the year ahead, the holy oils, are actually going to be placed. I think it's by the Bishop of Killaloo. Okay. Um, he's going to do, do the courtesy for us and consecrate the oils. And then is it Tuesday evening, Lorraine, there's a service in the cathedral? Wednesday evening, there's a holy hour. Mm-hmm. And it starts at half past seven. And after the holy hour, the oils for the various sacraments can be collected by the parishes. Right, that's, that's that. Then also, just to remind people, of course, Holy Thursday night is the night for the collection of the Trocra envelopes. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to be giving a contribution to Trocra, don't forget Holy Thursday. Oh, now, you can give them in all over Easter, but Holy Thursday night is generally the night that they are collected. So just to remind people of that. Perfect. On Tuesday evening here in Newcastle West, there is a penance service, so anybody anybody at all who wants to turn up is quite welcome. It's on at 8 o'clock. On a Tuesday night as well, at 8 o'clock in St. Joseph's Church in Limerick, there is a celebration of music, song and reflection called Easter, A Journey of Love. Um, again, admission is free, um, so uh, we do invite you to pop along to that if you like. In Newcastle West Town on Good Friday... There will be a way of the cross through the town, starting from Calvary Cemetery this year. I think the previous years it's been going from Churchtown, but it is from Calvary Cemetery this year at 2.20pm. And um, we invite you to follow the way of the cross through the streets of the town, which then leads into the celebration of the Lord's Passion at 3pm. On Friday evening at 9pm in Newcastle West Church, there will be a candlelit stations of the cross. And that's also a very lovely reflective um, hour to spend with the Lord. John, do you have anything there? I do. Um, EWTN, can't forget EWTN. They have a number of live broadcasts from from Rome. Hopefully... um, the audio is much better than what we've got here. There's a slight little bit of an echo in the, in, in the studio. Apologies for that, uh, for that, listeners. The Chrism Mass in Rome is actually broadcast on EWTN at 8.30, actually on Thursday morning. The Solemn Mass of the Lord's Supper, uh, for those of you who do have EWTN, you can get it at half four on Thursday evening. It goes on for two and a half hours. Uh, the meditations and the Solemn Mass of the Lord's Supper uh, actually starts, is, well, is repeated again, sorry, at 10.30 at night. The celebration of the Lord's Passion from Rome uh, starts at 4 o'clock Friday afternoon. The Way of the Cross, which I think is from the Colosseum in Rome, uh, that starts at quarter past 8. If you don't have EWTN, you see all these things people are missing. <laughs> the Easter Vigil Mass from Rome uh, starts actually at 8 o'clock on Saturday evening, Easter Saturday. The Solemn Mass for Easter Sunday from Rome is at 9.15. Of course, people might be listening to Sacred Space, but they might be able to listen to Sacred Space and watch the Pope. Exactly. And the Urbi et Urbi message and blessing from the Pope uh, goes out at 11am, as we all know, Easter Sunday morning. Lovely, John. Thank you very much. I cannot believe this hour has flown as quickly as it has. Again. Again. It's again. incredible. Well, may we take this opportunity to wish everybody in West Limerick and all our listeners, wherever you may be, a very blessed and grace-filled um, Holy Week. And we will join you again next Sunday for our Easter Sunday resurrection celebration. We're going to play out with a piece of music now. It's by John Michael Talbot and it's called Father Into Your Hands. Until next week, God bless. Bye bye. Bye now.
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.